Welcome to this issue of the BTEC B-Talk, the podcast series of the Biomass Thermal Energy Council. I am Emmanuel Wagner, Program Coordinator for Education Outreach and External Affairs. In our monthly podcasts, BTEC interviews key decision makers and pioneers of the biomass energy industry. This project is made possible by a grant from the U.S. Forest Service's Wood Education and Resource Center. In this podcast, we discuss bioenergy with a focus on sustainability with our guest, Alison Weldy. Alison is the Director of Conservation Partnerships and Communication at SFI, the Sustainable Forestry Initiative. She will answer common questions and clarify misconceptions regarding the implications of a growing market for biomass and ways to ensure that sustainable forestry can meet the rising demand. Alison, Let's start right away with a short background on the Sustainable Forestry Initiative. What is it that SFI actually does? Um, SFI Inc. is an independent 501c nonprofit charitable organization, and and we are solely responsible for maintaining, overseeing, and improving the uh, internationally recognized Sustainable Forestry Initiative program. Across North America, we have more than 100 million acres, or 73 million hectares, certified to our SFI forest certification standard, Um, and that actually makes it the largest single standard in the world. Uh, We also um, are governed by a three-chamber board of directors representing environmental, social, and economic sectors equally. Um, Our board members include representatives from um, conservation groups, professional and academic groups, um, family forest landowners, public officials, forest companies, um, and independent professional loggers. Uh, This diversity reflects the variety of interest in the forestry community. Speaking of the forestry community, um, the community has seen the strong growth of a new market for their products in the last decade. How does SFI certification relate to the biomass industry? Yeah, the the Sustainable Forestry Program recognizes the potential role that certified forests can play in meeting the demand for bioenergy feedstocks from forests and address the responsible production of bioenergy feedstocks from well-managed forests through the SFI standard. So since the SFI Forest Certification Program promotes responsible forestry practices, bioenergy companies can procure fiber from certified forests and know that it's coming from a responsible source. Uh, To do this, um, forest operators across the United States and Canada have to be audited by an independent third-party accredited certification body, which then verifies that the company has met our standard. And our standard is based on principles that promote sustainable forest management, including measures to protect soil and water quality, biodiversity, wildlife habitat, species at risk, forests with exceptional conservation value, and other forest benefits. The SFI standard applies to management of forests throughout North America, uh, which are basically on management intensities that are characterized by natural forests and plantation forestry. Um, And so, you know, the certification applies to a forestry operation regardless of the product that's derived from that forest, so whether it's a a two-by-four or a bioenergy feedstock. Um, Short rotation woody crops, other high-intensity forestry operations, while most likely serve a role in the production of bioenergy feedstocks, are beyond the scope of our forest management standard. However, the SFI program also has a fiber sourcing standard, which is for companies that procure fiber from the forest but do not own land. 
This standard promotes responsible procurement activities and requires companies procuring fiber to perform outreach and education to landowners on important issues such as endangered species, reforestation, protecting water quality, and using train loggers for forest harvest. In our latest podcast, we learned that forest lands are split 56 to 44 percent private versus public. Is SFI interested in federal land certification, or asked more broadly, what interaction does SFI see between private and federal lands in meeting future biomass goals? Yeah, so, um, you know, as a certification program, SFI is of the mind that regardless of ownership type, bioenergy feedstock production should be held to high environmental standards, which could include forest certification when applicable. Um, SFI certification is open to any landowner, including federal forest lands, as long as they can make the long-term commitment to meeting and implementing the standard, which is then would be confirmed by independent third-party certification audit process. Um, while we don't have any federal forests um, within the SFI program now, we do have a number of uh, state lands that are certified in the U.S. Um, actually, your stat there on federal versus private is, is actually quite opposite in Canada, uh, where the federal government owns the bulk of the operable forest land in that country. And so, therefore, there are a lot of federal lands in, in Canada that are certified, but, but not in the U.S. The last few years have been very troubling for the forestry sector due to the economic climate. What impact has the economic downturn made on SFI certification, and how is SFI adapting to these changes? Um, that's, a, that's a good question. Fortunately for us, we, we've continued to see great growth in our program in spite of the current market conditions. Uh, one of the things that we have been noticing is that even in these leaner times, companies still find value in their SFI certification, provides them market access, and they continue their certification and, and use of the SFI label in the market um, regardless of the fact that um, the company may not be doing as well as it has been doing in the past. And so basically we are, um, you know, focused on creating the best value we can for our companies and so that we can enable that trend to continue in the long term. I think the greatest impact of, you know, the changing economic landscape is that I think we've all realized that we can't meet all of our singular goals as conservation groups on our own. Um, and so we're really working towards, you know, building partnerships and maintaining collaborations, you know, in the future so that our companies and other conservation groups that share our goals um, can ultimately benefit. So, you know, in, in that recognition that one tool, a forest certification program, can't solve all the problems and challenges facing forest conservation, we have to work with other organizations that have common goals. Um, so we've instituted a program for webinars for other conservation groups that run programs that our companies and our certified program participants may want to involve in to help further some other conservation goals outside of the SFI program. Uh, so example of that is a webinar we did with the Open Space Institute to educate our members about their work to prevent forest conversion and to facilitate the participation of our landowners in their research to help combat this issue of, of forests um, getting converted to other uses. Anyone can go on our website and see a copy of that webinar. It's on uh, free of charge.
Um, and, you know, our annual conference was focused on the power of partnerships this year, and we heard from some of our grant recipients, including the National Fish and Wildlife Foundation, about how our funding to support their partnerships is supporting um, cost-effective ways for a variety of organizations to meet their conservation objectives. And we're also engaging the public sector more so that they are familiar with SFI and forest certification while they wrestle with developing policy on climate change, bioenergy, and other issues where um, responsibly managed forests can play a role. The carbon neutrality of forest woody biomass has received headlines in 2010 due in part to the so-called Manomet study, which was released over the summer. Has SFI approached the issue of carbon neutrality and biogenic emissions within its understanding of sustainability? No, we have not. Uh, I think we recognize that our role and our great responsibilities really lies more about responsible forest management. So we've taken the role in the bioenergy market to ensure that there are responsible sources for bioenergy feedstocks for those companies that uh, need them to produce bioenergy. So our SFI standard requirements specific to water quality, wildlife management, protection of threatened and endangered species, and soil quality also apply to bioenergy feedstock production because all companies operating on SFI certified lands, regardless of the end use of the product they produce, must implement and achieve all the standard requirements to achieve certification. Another controversial issue concerns claims of greenwashing by companies. The Federal Trade Commission has reacted to that by releasing its green guides, marketing guidance for environmental claims. How has SFI approached its certification labels and process to avoid customer confusion and claims of greenwashing? We are very conscious of uh, the numerous environmental claims in the market, and we continually to work at the SFI label and also um, encourage our program participants at their level to make sure that our labels are used correctly and in line with acceptable practices like those from the FTC. Or um, you might have heard of TerraChoice Environmental Marketing. They do an annual report called the Seven Sins of Greenwashing where they tackle this very problem because we are on top of this issue. SFI was again listed as one of their credible eco-labels. So we also maintain a number of rules uh, for the use of our on-product label. And, um, you know, it's important to note that only a company that's achieved independent third-party certification of the SFI standard can use an SFI on-product label. And then there are these additional rules um, that they have to adhere to. A couple of things in there that get directly to the heart of this matter is requirements for uh, the public communications by program participants and label use users um, shall be accurate and consistent with applicable laws and requirements, um, and program participants and label users are encouraged to consult experts, including but not limited to the U.S. Federal Trade Commission, the uh, Canadian Competition Bureau, which is sort of the Canadian version of the FTC, um, national accreditation bodies, national standard bodies, and uh, consumer protection and competition laws, and even uh, legal counsel if, if necessary. Um, SFI also oversees all uses of its on-product logo. So um, 
we do review them for integrity and um, to make sure they're being used correctly um, anytime they are used on a, on a product going to the consumer. Now, some federal programs, such as BCAP, the Biomass Crop Assistance Program, are encouraging the growth of energy crops to support biofuel mandates. How can private forest landowners be persuaded to maintain the biological diversity of their land while also utilizing the forest's resources without resorting to substitute their forests with plantations or energy crops of short rotation? Um, I think forest certifications like SFI, these, you know, these programs that we have will help forest companies manage forests responsibly while still meeting the needs of the growing market. Increasingly, as bioenergy customers and companies are looking at programs like SFI as a means to ensure their fiber comes from responsible sources, those landowners that are already the early actors and who are already operating under a certifi certified forestry operation will have a better source of market access uh, for their fiber. So, you know, when it comes to finding renewable energy sources, the world's forests and responsible forest management have to be a huge part of that solution. Uh, governments and business leaders can help um, support family forest landowners by developing procurement policies that encourage the use of forest products, including bioenergy feedstocks from well-managed forests, um, in addition to providing access to a steady supplier a supply of fiber for bioenergy from responsible sources. Uh, these policies would also encourage landowners to responsibly manage and maintain their forests rather than converting them to other uses. Which activities does SFI conduct to educate the general public on sustainability issues and how does SFI engage its participating and potential members to disseminate information about its programs, initiatives or best practices? Outreach and education is, is a huge part of the SFI program, and, and we invest significantly um, in these activities. We have a number of ways that we do it. Um, I'll just review a few of them as, as briefly as I can. Um, we have a network of uh, 37 SFI implementation committees, uh, which in total have over 950 members in North America. And these committees are how we respond to local needs and issues. Um, the SFI implementation committees operate at the state, provincial, or regional level, and they're basically a grassroots network uh, that involves private landowners, independent loggers, forestry professionals, local government agencies, academics, conservation organizations, scientists, um, basically anyone in the community um, who is interested can join. Um, and they promote the SFI forest standard as a means to broaden the practice of responsible forestry and achieve on-the-ground progress. They offer a forum um, for the public to provide information or answer questions about forestry operations and even have a process to respond to any questions or concerns about any forestry practices going on in that area. Um, the SICs do a lot of outreach and education and training, and since 1995, the implementation committees have trained over 120,000 loggers in responsible harvesting techniques. Another avenue for outreach is our annual conference. Every year in the early fall, we host the SFI annual conference. Our next one is um, September 13th to 15th in Burlington, Vermont. And basically, our conference programming is focused on the latest developments in responsible forestry, emerging markets, the latest happenings in SFI, and anything else we think our stakeholders would benefit from learning about. 
And anyone can go to our website right now and see recaps and videos from this year's conference, um, which was in September in Vancouver, British Columbia. Uh, last year, we initiated the SFI Conservation and Community Partnerships Grant Program, uh, where we awarded nine grants uh, for just over $300,000 to be spent last year to nonprofit organizations that partnered with our companies and other stakeholders to initiate projects that further the goals of the SFI program. Uh, we've been communicating the progress and the outcomes of these projects for the last six months. Um, we've done a number of blogs, um, newsletter entries, uh, targeted communications. Uh, we did a couple of news releases. We also, just as general in support of the program, staff uh, attend speaking engagements, do exhibitions, presentations um, at a number of conferences, trade shows, and other venues such as colleges and universities every year. We'll do individual meetings with companies who want to get more information on SFI and learn more about responsible forestry. And um, as I mentioned before, we've got a number of online communications tools, a newsletter, a blog, which is called goodforforest.org. Um, we do subject-related updates, and um, our website uh, usually has the latest information of ongoing things within SFI. Now, with the continual advancement of technology, does it become easier to track and certify fiber sourcing and supply chains? What effect does digitalization have on certification in a globalized market? Um, well, the forest product market, as it's becoming global or is, is global in scale, is, is becoming more complex over time. Um, but it's interesting because forest certification and you know, SFI program specifically continues to grow. There's actually only 10% of the world's forest certified um, anywhere. So it's, it's, you know, we are able to track fiber in the supply, and we have well-developed methods for doing that, but it's still challenging because of the global scale um, for companies, um, because if they have a lot of suppliers or they have a large fiber supply area, it's, it's rather complex, but it, it's done, and it's done well, and the, the processes that certification programs have in place today to do that works, works very well, um, even within the global landscape. Other factors besides technology change over time. How does that influence the SFI standards, and what does SFI do to adapt to a changing environment? Um, yeah, so our standard is, is reviewed um, every five years. Um, it's an 18-month-long review process, so we will be starting. The, the current standard will expire on December 31st, um, 2014, so that means in mid 2013, we'll start the standard review process all over again, um, and that involves um, a number of public comment periods uh, where we basically open up the standard and anyone can write a comment um, in about a standard, and uh, we set up a number of review committees um, to deal with certain portions of the standard or certain topics, and um, we will review the standard, review the comments, create a new draft. Um, you know, we like to make sure that our standard is based on the most recent information and up-to-date science, so, you know, the review process keeps us current. Um, we also host workshops. Um, I think in, during the last standard review, we had seven regional workshops where anybody could come and discuss the draft of the standard. 
and provide input into it. Uh, so it takes about 18 months, and um, in the end, our board of directors votes uh, on the standard. They are the only entity that does have the ability to change the standard. So at the end of the day, uh, the board has to vote and approve the new standard, and then the new standard will take effect on January 1st, 2015. Allison, what role would you like the bioenergy industry take to support sustainable forestry? Are there activities at SFI which address the certification of bioenergy facilities using sustainable feedstock? I think I think it's sort of like getting at what what role like we've been talking about forest management and that's important um, as far as the production of bioenergy feedstocks. But what would the role be, you know, in ensuring um, sustainability in bioenergy production for a um, a bioenergy facility. And, you know, the message that we're trying to drive home on that aspect is that, you know, bioenergy facilities who are burning pellets or, you know, taking fiber in to create energy, electricity, um, do have a role to play through their um, purchases and where they procure their fiber from. So they can get certified, but um, if they choose not to get certified, they can um, basically create a procurement policy that is preferential for certified fiber. So there are other certification programs in North America, and you know those are, are also, in addition to SFI, credible sources and, and responsible sources of bioenergy feedstocks. And so, you know, a purchasing policy that um, gives preference to certified fiber for for producing the bioenergy goes a long way to um, what we were talking about previously, uh, which is supporting forest landowners and, and you know, helping them have market access to keep their forests in forest. And it also ensures that, you know, your fiber supply is coming from uh, responsible sources um, and so that we can um, provide some assurance to the customers of that bioenergy that, um, you know that facility is is choosing wisely um, in its in its feedstocks. And you provide support for these bioenergy companies that are interested in using sustainable feedstock. SFI is willing to help any energy companies that that want help um, putting together a responsible procurement policy for bioenergy feedstocks from forests. Allison, it has been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for sharing your perspective. And that is it for today. If you would like to learn more about SFI, visit their website at www.sfiprogram.org. More resources, including interviews and archived webinars on the biomass industry, are available on the BTEC website at www.biomassthermal.org. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>